Well, here we are in another new year and the cultural pressure to change our bodies and ourselves is coming on strong. But when faced with a health condition, an illness, pregnancy, aging, or being unable to move for a season, we often find ourselves struggling to eat well and live free. My friend Amanda Reynolds is here today to point us to scripture as we talk through some mindset shifts and ask the Holy Spirit to help us reject that all or nothing mentality so we can place all our hope in Him for the next right step. Welcome to the Old School Food Freedom Podcast, brought to you by your friends at Finding Balance. I'm your host, Chrissy Kirkman. On this show, we kick it as old school as it gets with how God created us to live free from dieting, food rules, and body shame. Ready to replace the old soundtrack of cultural lies with biblical truth? Let's start with this. You don't have to be trapped by food struggles. You were created to be free. God adores you and wants you to experience the fullness of life without body hatred or bondage to dieting. The time is now to take a step toward the life you were created for. We're so glad you're here with us today. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, Amanda. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to the show. It's really great to have you. Yes, it's so good to be talking with you. I'm just going to soak in your accent this entire time. (laughs) I'm just going to say it now. It's my favorite part. (laughs) There's so much more to you, but yes. It's a little funky because I've had a cold, but I'm going to power through. (laughs) That's, That's good for me. You know, we have entered this new year. It feels so space age 2024. What is going Mm -hmm. on? Yes. Crazy. I know. I will forever be writing like 2020 on papers. Like I'm always so behind on the year. It takes me forever to catch up. Well, I like that you said 2020 because I'm like, same. It's not the same. I'm like 2002. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. Back when I was a kid. Oh my gosh. I was talking to some kids the other day about what they when they hear 19 anything what do they think they're like oh that was so long ago it just like you didn't even have cell phones back then I'm like yeah they had a bag attached to them right (laughs) yes I know to me the 90s will always be five years away like five years before you know I just can't get that out of my head oh I'm glad you said that because that is how I feel every single day yes all day every day Friends, let me tell you about Amanda. She is a wife and a mom to two spirited girls. As a recipient of Jesus' grace, Amanda wants others to experience that same freedom, peace, and joy in all things, including with their bodies and food. She has many years of experience in fitness, from college athletics to fitness instruction, and she's a certified Revelation Wellness Instructor assumed to be intuitive eating counselor. Yay, that's exciting. And is part of the Joyful Health Co. team. We love y'all girls. Yay. Um, Through God's grace, his good grace, she's written a book called Good to Grow about how to live an abundant, fruitful life in the good bodies that God has given to each of us. That's my friend Amanda. Yay. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. A few months ago, Amanda and I got to meet in person at the Holy and Whole Conference. We danced together. We praised together. We soaked with the Holy Spirit together. It was the greatest time. I'm so glad we had that. 
Me too. I miss it. Oh. <laughs> Me too. Like we all, we all keep saying it feels like we were at like some kind of youth camp, like church camp and like take us back. Like we just want that high yes. moment again of like being yes. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. Amanda, you know the drill here. It's not a drill, but it's the thing mm-hmm. that we do here at Old School Food Freedom. What old school item do you miss from back in the day? Oh my goodness. It's hard to pick just one. Um, but if I had to pick one, I think I would say I miss good old fashioned like cable television where you had one chance to watch like your show, you know, and it was a big deal. You waited, you know, all week long. And then like if it was a big episode, like season finale or something, everybody was watching at the same time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You and your friends were all like, I got to get home at seven o'clock to watch the show. And then if you missed it, it was like, I guess I don't miss this part. But if you missed it, it was just like out there, gone until it was on reruns five years later on TBS, you know. But there was something so special about like all watching it together, you know, knowing that it was like exciting and you couldn't miss it. Like, I just feel like we've lost so much of that. Everything's so like immediate now. Right. And bingeable and which sucks the time out of, you know, like other rather than just a 30 minute or an (sighs) hour. Now we just, it consumes us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? When I watch reruns of old shows that I would have to see every Thursday or whatever day, um, now as a 40 something, it's like I look back and I can specifically remember episodes and what was happening in my life during that episode and why wow. that episode like struck me in a certain way or the topic yes. they were dealing about dealing with, you know, really resonated with me at that time. It's kind of like, it was sort of, it kind of was woven into the story a little bit. Yes. I clearly, it's funny you say that. Cause like the first season of American Idol, I remember how big of a deal that was. Oh. Was it Kelly Clarkson? Yes. I think it, it yes. was. And that finale was just like epic, you know? I mean, I just remember so many like friends and we were all like into it. That was so much fun. That's so good. See, that's connection. Yeah, I I like that. There's a lot of that, a a lot Mm -hmm. in that that's deeper that I could sit here and think about. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So good. No one has said that before that I can recall. So I love it. Well, today's episode, um, a sweet, awesome listener wrote to me which I love. If you are listening, please send some feedback or if you have questions or ideas for topics. But she asked if we had any anyone who could speak on the fact that when you have health concerns, how you know, how do you move your body? There's so much that goes on beneath the surface. If you have a chronic health condition or your body just isn't functioning like it used to and it's hard to even get out of bed in the mornings. Um could we talk on that? And so Amanda has some experience. You and I both have some experience of, of seasons that we've been through in our lives where, where it's been hard to get out of bed, hard to function, normal daily, everyday routines and things that we do that we take for granted. Um, so how do we do that? And especially with, you know, being in the new year, um, we're two weeks into it, but we've, we've got all this pressure coming um, or that's here. <laughs> about losing weight and exercising and setting goals, 
all of those things. So that feels like more pressure. But Amanda, could we just begin with you sharing some of your story um, of like how just some of your story and then how the health struggles that you have faced, you know, caused you to be able unable to move for a season? Will you just share some of that with us? Yeah, I would love to. Um, it goes like my health struggles started probably in my late teens, early twenties. And I've always just been somebody who, um, fills my life with a little bit too much busyness. Um, (laughs) I really connect to like productivity and doing and performance and just all these things that I feel like I have to do. And so I was really kind of at the height of that in my um, late teens, early 20s. And I remember being like super aware and super focused on like what I was eating and the ingredients in my food and having to work out five times, like just all the things that were so, um, so what's the word, like just solid. There was no wiggle room in mm-hmm. my life. Like those rigid. things had yeah, rigid. Yes. Those things had to happen. And I remember like just chugging along and adding more and more and more to my plate. And it's funny because I even started during that time, started to deal with some like anxiety and depression. And I thought, whoa, like I need to control things even more. And so I used like food and exercise and even my faith to try to like medicate myself and feel better and do better and all the things. And that's when my body really did kind of just say, you know what, like enough, (laughs) enough is enough. And I started um, to have a lot of like kidney issues and a lot of pain that I couldn't figure out and doctors couldn't figure out and they would just give me antibiotics and I took antibiotics for two or three years, but it never helped. It never took away the pain. And it wasn't until, and this is, it's just crazy that it all kind of aligned, but I was engaged to a guy who on paper was like Mr. Right, but obviously like he wasn't Mr. Right for me and he decided to call off the wedding and that moment kind of led me to a breaking point where I was just like, enough. Like, I can't keep trying to control everything and doing everything. I'm going to need some help. And that was really when I learned like, okay, I'm going to have to go to the, go to some doctors. I'm going to have to get serious about like leaning on other people to help me at this point. Because um, I can't hold it all together. And that's when like I went to, I finally went to a doctor that diagnosed my kidney issue. And the crazy thing was he told me, he said, okay, so I'm going to put you on this really restrictive diet, Ooh. which to me, I was like, are you kidding me? Like I already struggle so much with food restriction. And he told me like, I want you to cut out acidic foods. It wasn't like you know, restricting from bad foods or, you know, fattening foods. It wasn't that at all. It was restricting from acidic foods, which happened to be all my like comfort crutch foods. So Mm -hmm. it was like chocolate, soda, um, tomato sauce, spices, fruits. He told me all fruits. He said, the only fruits I want you to eat are blueberries 
and honeydew melon. And I don't even like honeydew melon. And so (laughs) I was just like, are you kidding? And this aligned with my big breakup with my fiance and the wedding getting called off. And I was just like, seriously, like I've lost my fiance and now I've lost chocolate and pizza. Like what in the world? And so I just, and he, oh, he also told me, he said, um, I don't want you doing any intense exercise. So just walking because basically my kidneys were just super inflamed. I'd had some bad kidney infections and, So he wanted me to like, just walk, do some light stretching. Um, And it was such a shift in my world to be like, okay, the foods that I loved, that I relied on are now taken away from me. Mm. And he's telling me like, okay, you can have vanilla ice cream. You can have um, graham crackers, like hamburgers, all these things that were kind of on my like bad list. She's doing air quotes. Every time she says bad or fattening or whatever, there's air quotes being flung across the room. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, So yeah, that brought me to a place of like, hold on, like you're telling me to heal. I need to incorporate foods that I didn't think I needed to eat and to heal. I need to exercise less and to walk and to stretch and to rest. And I was just like, my world was just turned upside down, you know, but it was such a God moment for God to be like, you are off the hook, you know, (laughs) like he just gave me that permission And like coming from a doctor, it was so nice to hear that permission. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it it takes us getting broken and having to learn lessons the hard way. But it was so relieving to hear these things and to realize like, I don't have to do it all. I, I can't control it all. I can't make my health perfect. I can't make my fiance say, I can't be in control. You know what I mean? And that was really like probably one of the biggest shifts in my life going from just hustling and striving to having to surrender, you know? Yeah. Full surrender. Like the control piece. Wow. That's, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. And it's when you're medically limited, there's a lot of all or nothing thinking that comes into play. There's fear, there's anger, shame, embarrassment, overwhelm, all kinds of things. Did you feel those was all or nothing? Did that come into play for you? Yeah, absolutely. For a while I felt like, okay, my body's not working well. What have I done? Mm. And I just felt kind of guilty probably that I had failed myself in these areas. And especially like when it came to anxiety and depression, I felt that way a lot. Like, well, I've just, failed. I haven't been, my faith hasn't been strong enough. I haven't been healthy enough. I haven't done this or that or that. And that's why my health has fallen apart. And it's taken a lot of healing and a a long journey to realize sometimes our bodies just don't work the way we want them to because we're a part of a fallen world. And it's not necessarily our fault, you know? Um, 
or necessarily like something we can be in full control of. I know I keep going back to the control thing, but yeah, our bodies have a way of teaching us a lot of lessons, don't they? Yeah, for sure. And living in being raised in diet culture, we say it pretty much every episode, but um, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. And then when you, you know, when God illuminates it and and turns on that light bulb and you see it, I think, you know, the enemy wants to to shame me a lot of like, think of all the things that you did. If you would have just back then in 1998 or whatever, you would have just done this differently, then yeah. maybe these things would have happened or you wouldn't be in this. And, and, and I cannot, I have to be tender with myself and have grace. I cannot change what happened Mm-mm. yesterday in the past, no matter how long I can't, but I can learn from those mm. things. I can accept what is and what isn't and trust God for the next right step. He wants me to take that may be completely different than what mm. the step he wants you to take. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I feel like I can remember Adam and Eve in the garden, how their shame just made them kind of shrink back and cover up and not want to move forward. And God's command to them, one of his first commands was to multiply and to think of how shame and the enemy does the opposite of multiplying. It steals our abundance because it makes us just kind of like cower back and cover up with these things that, that aren't intended for us to cover up with. And that's not God's plan for us. He wants us to live abundantly and multiply and be fruitful. And the world that focuses on shame, it doesn't cause us to move forward and to grow. No, you know, we we slip back into isolation. We we push everybody away. We deal with this in secret. Have our th- and mm-hmm. again, every episode we pretty much <laughs> are saying this. When you hear us talking. We are coming at this and approaching this in nothing but love and grace for you where you are. So if you hear or feel condemnation, that's not coming from the Lord. That's coming from the enemy. And a lie that he wants to use is that it's just impossible to find peace and freedom Mm. in general, let alone when you're medically limited. Yeah. He really takes that deeper. Did you feel that way? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I remember the doctor saying, um, you'll never be cured from this, but we can treat it. And I just felt like, seriously? So the rest of my life, I have to deal with this. I have to deal with pain and, you know, what, nothing against doctors, absolutely nothing against them, but God, God's the one that knows the future and God's the one that knows what we can be healed from and what we can't be healed from. And even if we're not healed from physical pain or from a medical issue, we can still have peace. And I think, like you said, overcoming that lie, no matter what's going on in our life is so huge, so huge. And, and inadvertently, I don't, I don't think doctors in that situation really mean to like label you stamp that on you or make you think, but that's the, that's a way that the enemy can sneak in and make that happen. And so you feel labeled and then you have to, 
like it's easy to immediately think, okay, well now this is my new life. This is my new way. And, and it's back to that control. Here's mm-hmm. what I have to change. Here's what I have to accept. There is part of things that we need to accept. And God, the God we serve can move mountains. He can mm. make something disappear in, within you. He can heal your body. And sometimes your body is not healed. Like you're saying, sometimes it's not healed. And there is this, this um, process that we have to go through when we are medically limited or when we have something that, that changes what, you know, our normal, what we've always known. Yeah, I, that reminds me, and it's one of my favorite stories. I talked about it at the Healthy and Whole conference, but about Lazarus and how Jesus didn't immediately heal Lazarus. He waited. He stayed where he was when he found out that Lazarus um, found out the news. And how I, I love how Mary comes to Jesus with rawness. And I don't know what her tone of voice was, but she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I think sometimes like where I am a little bit scared to go to God and be like, Hey, if you had been here, my body would not have been blank. I wouldn't have experienced this or you would have healed me or I would have been this or that. And the thing that I love the most is that Jesus didn't come back at Mary and say, where is your faith? Like, come on, child, chin up, buttercup. I can heal anything. Like he did not shame her at all, did not give her facts and say, well, I am Jesus. I can do. He didn't give her facts. He didn't give her shame. He didn't try to ignore her pain. Mm. He sat with her pain. He felt her heart and met it with his heart. And I think that that's a lesson I have to learn over and over and over is that the most important thing I can do in my relationship with God is allow myself to sit with him and give him my pain mm-hmm. and Good. believe that he is seeing my pain and he is helping me in my pain. He might not be fixing my situations, but he sees my pain. And I mean, it's a lesson I think we'll never stop <laughs> having to learn For and sure. wrestle with because life here on earth is going to be full of pain and full of, you know, sticky situations, but Jesus sees us, you know, and, and he wept with Mary. And I truly feel like his heart hurts with his children when we hurt, you know, and that's, I think where we start healing is when we get care for our pain. Um, It's not always about fixing our bodies. Sometimes it's about just accepting that our bodies are broken and learning how to grieve through that and grieve through that with Jesus and receive care for that grief. Yeah. And, and whether it, whether you have a medical condition or we're just aging, we're just growing up, we're maturing our body, you know, our bodies just don't feel or respond the way they used to. Um, We enter as women, we enter perimenopause and menopause and all of these Mm -hmm. different things. So, um, so that you you hear this and there is freedom to be found 
whether you're medically limited or not. But but this mm-hmm. specific episode is is really talking about that kind of those conditions um, or those those seasons. So grieving, you're talking about grieving is grieving with Jesus. The loss of body changes, whatever that looks mm-hmm. like, and whatever that season, your abilities, the changing abilities of getting up out of a chair, something simple, simple that more air quotes, but simple that sounds simple that we used to take for granted. And when you can't do it and you need help and sometimes help isn't even available. So you, it's a struggle to grieve that with Jesus. He's the best one to grieve it with. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not always fun to grieve, (laughs) you know, I feel like sometimes in our culture, we want to skip past the grief and just get to the fixing part, get to the doing, get to the healing. And of course that's the more comfortable part. And it's easy. Like, you know, if a friend comes to you with pain, we don't want to see our friend in pain or our loved one. We want to help them fix it. We want to help them heal. But I think it's not until we go through the grief and experience like really just kind of mourn the pain that we can get on the other side and we can get to the side of gratitude, mm-hmm. you know? And then when we can get to gratitude, we can say, okay, my body might not be able to do what it used to do, but it can do this. Mm-hmm. I can eat this. I can, you know, what can I do? And I think that that gratitude is where we experience God's grace and we just find that hope in God that we so desperately want. That's good. And um and that's a heart posture. Turning your yeah. you know, we we grieve, we lament, we mourn and then turning that mourning into dancing figuratively maybe because yeah. our bodies but but that joy that's in your heart. You know, I can I can when I'm driving and I can't really get up and stand up and move and dance, you can mm-hmm. bet when certain songs come on, it is a full on party while I'm driving yes. 70 miles an hour right. <laughs> or whatever, you know, it's a party. <laughs> and so, and some people may be in a situation where maybe they're bedridden and listening to to this episode right now. And, um, and maybe it's a mental, like I close my eyes and I envision Maybe dancing's not your thing, but but whatever movement you loved mm. and bringing Jesus into it. Like, what does it look like if you're cross-country skiing and Jesus is to your right on mm. his cross-country skis and you're skiing along together, having conversations, high-fiving, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, yes. that, is the, that is our friend. That is our friend, Jesus. We walk with him. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me I am his own. Like, Mm. I feel like sometimes we miss that that real deep relationship piece, and and Jesus mm-hmm. Jesus walked, and he and he had fun. Like he had fun. Why do we think that Christianity just needs to be boring, bunch of routines? You right. know that we yes. check off. No, let's have some fun. We had some serious fun at the conference. So yes. much fun. Yes, I I love the show, The Chosen. How it has added this aspect of Jesus's like lightheartedness and funness. Is that even, you know, like his ability to just be human and have fun. Like I love seeing that and thinking about him in that light. So good. 
friend, I am so grateful that you're here and listening to the Old School Food Freedom Podcast. As always, you can find helpful links from today's episode in the show notes. I want to personally thank those of you who make this podcast possible. For over 20 years, Finding Balance has been on a mission to provide Christ-centered resources for those seeking freedom from food and body image issues. If you'd like to join others supporting this ongoing work, you can do so in one of three ways. One, leave a comment and review for the podcast on your preferred podcast app. Two, share the podcast with your network and friends on social media or via text or email. And three, this podcast is made possible because of generous donors. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation or become a monthly supporter, you can do so at findingbalance.com forward slash donate. Our key scripture, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1. And I feel like um, coming from that place of, of gratitude and really just going from the place of, hey, we've, we're grieving and we're rejoicing, that causes us to rise. And how you were talking about envisioning yourself like, moving with Jesus. I love that vision um, because I think of the verse, how when we wait on the Lord, He'll he'll cause us to soar on wings like eagles and run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. And He starts with soaring. He doesn't start with walking. And I love that. Mm. And Soaring is like something we can't do on our own. We have to do it with him. For sure. Ooh, how about I never even really considered that's pretty obvious, but it never like this just clicked for me. Right, Thank you for right. that. Yes. I know we can hear things over and over. But yeah, and I think that um ultimately like rejoicing does lead us to rising. Like back to the story of Lazarus, how you know Mary went to Jesus and and kind of spoke her words to him Mm -hmm. and and he grieved with her. And then Jesus takes her to the graveside. And one of my favorite quotes in this story is Martha's, you know, good old Martha. Martha's like, Lord, in the King James Version, it says, Lord, he stinketh. And I just love that because Martha was like, he is dead. Like he's dead, dead. He stinks. And Jesus doesn't, doesn't do anything. But before he even heals Lazarus and and raises Lazarus. He rejoices and he thanks God. He prays and he thanks God. And I love that that rejoicing comes before that place of rising. And it's just so cool to me that he rejoiced and then he calls Lazarus to raise up. And I think in our lives, a lot of times, um, the gratitude is what helps us to rise. I, one of my favorite verses uh, I seem to come back to in life, which is not always a fun verse, but Romans 5, 3 through 5, where it talks about rejoice and suffering. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because when I was younger, I used to be like, rejoice and suffering. I love this verse. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, ooh, I know what suffering right. is. And it is not easy to rejoice in. But it does. It it leads us to a place where we produce character and perseverance and strength. What does it say? It says um, rejoice in suffering for suffering produces character, character. I have it written down. Oh, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character hope. Mm-hmm. And that's where we want to get to, right? Yeah. Is that hope. 
And I think that, um, like in Romans, it says hope will not disappoint. Our bodies are going to disappoint oh, us. Yes. We're going to have changes. We're going to have medical limitations. Food is going to disappoint us. Like all these things on earth are going to disappoint us. But hope in Christ is not going to disappoint us. Amen. And that's how we're able to keep going in life. Like when we feel like we can't take another step, when we hope in the Lord, we're going to soar, right? We're going to soar on wings. He's going to carry us through those and I just love that that grace of His to be able to carry us through life, no matter what situation we're in or what limitations we have. He's going to give us the grace to be able to do what we need to do in that moment and even to give us other people to help us in that moment. And what a learning experience that is and a humbling experience to know oh, I'm going to have to rely on some other people to help me here. I can't do it all alone. Yeah, right. And and accepting God's grace and having grace with ourselves, it kind mm. of goes back to the control piece. Like, yeah, we some of us have messaging that's from a root system that was planted and started way back when we were in ki- when we were kids. And there's this shame, the shame cycle that we get stuck in that does not allow for any grace. And it, 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 it's hard work to silence those voices of shame. I say it's hard work. Mm. I have found that it's been very difficult at times to silence those voices of shame. But the hope, you know, I can, can accept God's grace. Mm-hmm. And part of that accepting accepting his grace is to give grace to myself, extend it to myself mm. and to others. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I don't feel like we can do that until we receive it. You know, like we just have to, because grace is a hard thing. Yeah. I would, I agree with you. It is hard work. And I, I think we continually, like his mercies are new every morning, every day yeah. we have to come back to that place of grace and just accept it and try to receive it and try to believe in it. And when we do that, you're right. Like it just overflows into our life and other people's lives and we're able to be graceful. But you're right. It's hard. And I think it's a continual process that it's just a daily rhythm we have to remind ourselves of. Yeah, and and that those small little steps that you take get you one step closer to where you want to be, where God wants you to be, or mm-hmm. doing nothing keeps you stuck where you are, or you can take steps backward. And so it's it's our choice. Mm-hmm. And and there's this place of humility and surrender that's just so beautiful. Um, just to fall into his arms. I just, I I cannot stop thinking about soaring on wings like eagles, that we cannot do that on our own. Like we don't have some superpower of, you know, flying. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, that Mm -hmm. requires us just letting go and trusting the Lord. Wow. I love that. And it's, it's something that, like you said, it just levels the playing field because no one, can do that. You know, some people are like these super athletes and they can run all these miles, but you know what? That person can't soar. I've never seen anybody be able to soar. And so we all have to be dependent on God to do that. You know, every single one of us, no matter who you are. And I just, I love that. So good. 
Amanda, what are some, do you have some practical ways that, you know, that we can have goals that work with our body limitations, whatever they are, our health concerns, whatever they are, how can we practically create goals that work for us, not against us and, and, um, and not just for success, but like for pure enjoyment, like that joyful health piece. Yes. <laughs> Bring that in. Ooh, I love it. Um, first and foremost, I think we have to run in our own lane and not look to the right or left Ooh. at what somebody else is doing. No or comparison. Do. Yes. Come on. Woo, and that's <laughs> so hard. It's so hard because when we look to the right or left, we start stumbling on our own journey, you know, and we're trying to like be that person and do what that person can do. And that's not the race we're supposed to run. You know, like God's given us our own abilities and our strengths and to run in that lane. And when we do that to the best of our ability, I feel like that's where we find the joy and we find the peace. And so practically, I think that looks like just evaluating First, like going back and saying, what movement does bring me joy? What did I do as a child? How did I move as a child? And I found just joy in that. Was I somebody who loved to jump on the trampoline? Was I somebody who loved to race with my friends? Maybe competition is fun for you. And I know that as, you know, we age and we're adults, we can't do all the things we can do as kids, but we can incorporate some of that childlike essence of movement into our adulthood. Um, I just recently got like a a little mini trampoline that has a handlebar on it. And so you can bounce, you can kind of jump some and get like, I've always loved to jump. Jumping's always been one of my favorite things, but Uh obviously like now that I'm older, my body doesn't always like to jump as much. It's, you know, achy and all the other issues that go along (laughs) with jumping. But I think just sitting down first and trying to figure out what do I enjoy and how can I incorporate that into my life with the current abilities that I have and not worrying about what Susie or Mary or whoever, what they're doing, because that's not your lane, you know? So good. Even something as simple as chair or like movements that you can do that are simple from mm-hmm. your chair or your bed, if if that's where you are right now. Um, I feel like sometimes we, again, it's sort of back to that all or nothing thinking, but going back to like, if it's not, I think, okay, so let me just speak for myself. I would have this this these thoughts of, well, moving my arms in bed to a beat or a rhythm or something, or even stretching just seems like it's not What's the Mm. point of doing that? It's not enough. If I can't be doing cardio or something that is really, more quotes, (laughs) burning calories and trying to get the fat off my body, then there's no point. But that's not true. And and bringing God into that movement. What Mm -hmm. is the movement I can do? Sometimes my movement can be lifting my hands in praise, praising him. Um, I was able to really worship in new ways at the conference where, I mean, I'm moving my body. I am in, in, in different ways than I have, like 
leading worship. I've got to hold a microphone and things. And so I'm not really, Mm -hmm. don't feel as free, but this was like no chains on me, like really having fun. So I feel like just not discounting the Mm. small beginnings. I don't mean to get out of my lane either, (laughs) Amanda. So I'm so sorry that I'm just. I love it. Keep going. Well, it just, just not discounting the small ways we can move. We, if we have arms that work, even if it like causes a little bit of pain in your back when you lift your arm, okay, then don't go that high. Just discover what, what is it that we can discover? Like this is a, an exploration event. I'm going to, to see what I can do stretch in ways I've maybe haven't stretched in a while. Maybe it's not a good thing. So I know don't do that again. Mm -hmm. And we can't figure that out if we don't do it, you know, like, (laughs) There's a lot of times in my life I don't want to try things because I don't feel like I'm going to be good at it. Oh, yeah. But it's it's wrestling with that kind of our shortcomings that leads to growth. You mm. know, we've got to go through that awkward and uncomfortable to get to the other side of growth. And sometimes it's not going to look that great. It's not going to look that graceful. It's not going to look like so-and-so do does it. But you know what? All movement counts. Yeah. I love that you talked about that. And even if like, okay, let's say you went grocery shopping. A lot of times we discount, hey, I walked a lot at the grocery store. I lifted my groceries. I unloaded them. That is movement. You know, yes. like, did you help an aging parent out of bed? That is movement. Did you help lift a child off the floor? That is movement. There's a lot of movement and studies have even shown like those daily activities of movement are sometimes more effective than hardcore, like focused exercise Mm. because you're, you know, you're moving your bodies in practical ways that they're intended to be used for, you know? Oh, that's good. Yeah. I didn't mean to derail you earlier. Do you have other (laughs) practical tips or... No, you didn't at all. No, that's exactly something I was going to talk about was how all the movement counts. Love that. And then, um, you know, the, the, I guess the show title is my health condition has me struggling to eat well and live free. And so we've really focused on the body movement. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you would talk about with the eating well part? What works for your body? Um, you know, we believe, and I know you believe this as well, is that, you know, there's no bad or good foods yet. And, and permission is available. We can give ourselves Mm -hmm. permission and not set rules and limits, but, and (laughs) there are some foods that, that make Mm -hmm. people feel a certain way that doesn't really make you feel good inside. And so can you still eat them? Absolutely. You can have, make that choice. And to, to know, I think what really helps in that situation is to know, okay, all foods are permissible, but not mm-hmm. all are beneficial. And, you know, I can still have this, whatever it is. I know it might cause me issues, but I can have it. But then sometimes I now, more often than not, I'll think, mm-hmm. I just don't really want to feel lousy tonight. I don't yeah. feel like waking up in the middle of the night with indigestion and then I can't yes. sleep you know, and so it, there's this freedom that has mm-hmm. has come into play of like, I can do whatever I want, but mm-hmm. I'm choosing because it's my choice. I guess it goes back to that control. It's my choice. I can do what I want. Yes. Yeah. It's That's so good, though. And I, I do feel like 
um, when your food, maybe you have a medical diet that is restricted, it can feel very hard to get into the intuitive eating realm of all foods are good, all foods fit, when in your brain you're like, but not for me because this food is bad for me or blah, blah, blah. But something I like to tell myself, because maybe I just don't like to to think of nevers, is this food isn't good for me right now. Right now. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe later I will be able to have it or there will be something that will allow me to have it. Um, but when I was first diagnosed with my kidney condition and there were so many foods I couldn't eat, I was just like, oh, I can't ever eat these foods. And I'm so sad and I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. But as time has gone on, like there's some new medicines they've come out with that have allowed me to eat some of those foods. I've also learned like reducing stress is a big component in my health factor. And when my stress is reduced, I can have those foods and it's okay. And so just telling myself, maybe in the future, those foods can be good for me. Yeah, And those foods aren't necessarily bad. They're just not right for me. Right now. Kind of like, you know, my fiance that I talked about, he was good, but he wasn't good for me right then. And he wasn't Mr. Right for me then, you know, or now because I married somebody else. (laughs) Disclaimer. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that helps. That kind of silences that all or nothing because Mm -hmm. the right now, it doesn't, it doesn't mean never, you know, the whole never means never, never, is it never say never? I don't know. Never is never, but (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. Um, But like the point is that, that it kind of takes the all or nothing mentality and silences Mm. that a little bit because it's like, okay, right now it, it's just, it's not going to help me. And I want to be helped. Mm -hmm. I want to be free. I want to eat well and live free. And so if that, that, you know, truth leads to freedom. So if the truth is Mm. I feel this kind of way or this food does this to my body, well, the truth is I don't want to feel that way. I'm miserable. So right now in this season, we're Mm. never saying never, but like in this season, it's just, it's not something I want to do. And it's your, Mm -hmm. it puts it back into your choice. Yet there's this way that, you know, when you ask God, what is right Mm. for me right now? What would Mm -hmm. you have me do? And it's, I mean, he's not going to come down with rules and restrictions, but Mm -hmm. I know he wants freedom for us. Yes. And he's not a God that isn't going to give us other good things when something's taken away, you know? And I think that's also helped me a lot to realize like, okay, so what if I can't have this food? what are some other amazing foods I can have? Like, thank God for those. I remember um, pasta was one of my favorite things. And I was just like, oh, I can never have lasagna again. But then I thought, ooh, but chicken Alfredo I can have. And how awesome is that? Like, God is such an, he is such a God of endless goodness, you know? And so when something is taken away I truly believe like God can provide something just as good, if not better. Oh, you yeah. know, like better than we can ask or imagine. I love that verse. Yeah, me and too. He, he is that God. He is that God. And we have to, I have to remind myself of that over and over when I feel like he's 
like something's being taken away. Yeah. And he, and he wants to be on this journey with us, asking him, what would you show me? And really having him lead, he will replace it with something better. And that's part of that exploration where we can explore and learn and discover, and he can illuminate and show us all the great things that he wants us to know. And it's not in our control. We're The choice that we're making is to be led and soar on wings like eagles is something we can't do. I just, that is so good. So good. Well, Amanda, to wrap up this episode, um, will you describe the last time you experienced true freedom in life? Oh, Chrissy, it's so cool that you talked about worshiping at the Healthy and Whole Conference. Because I was really praying about this question and just praying about like, when did I receive, when did I feel like I I was experiencing true freedom? And at that conference worshiping, I truly did feel completely free to just worship God. And I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know if it was just the spirit of the Lord and his presence there and worshiping with other believers, but it was just a special time. And I just really felt like I could just be with God just as free as I wanted to be. And it was just, it was just a special moment. I couldn't agree more. That is what I said. And, um, and in a room full of other people, yet there was this intimacy with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, with God, that was, I mean, tangible. (laughs) Like it was, you could feel it. We experienced it. And I think a lot of people, I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I think I mm-hmm. just observing, it felt like a lot of people were feeling that too. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yay. Thank you, Amanda, for being on this show. I'm so glad this was a great episode. Um, love talking about this topic. I pray that I encouraged um, our listeners and friends, if you want to connect with Amanda, um, go to our show notes. There are links there for um, you can visit the Joyful Health Co., her Instagram, get her book, Good to Grow. That's going to be exciting. And she has some Bible, sorry, body image, Bible verse cards that could be really helpful in this journey, especially if you're trying to take one step into, okay, how can I change my thoughts? Lord, show me, hey, body image, Bible cards, that is straight out of his word. That is truth that leads to freedom. And we want that for you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Old School Food Freedom Podcast. For over 20 years, Finding Balance has been helping people walk in freedom by discovering where Jesus fits into their struggles with food and body image. If you want more biblical truth and encouragement, head on over to FindingBalance.com and subscribe to our free daily vitamin devotional. While you're there, explore our Christ-centered, lasting freedom online course and small group tools. You can help keep this ministry going by donating today at FindingBalance.com. See you next time. The content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose, treat, or prescribe a particular course of action. If you have or suspect you may have an eating disorder, please consult your health care provider. If you desire to receive faith-based care, visit ChristianTreatmentFinder.com to browse professionals with a kingdom campaign against eating disorders.